today is the leader of the zombie gang. Ooh. He's a, he's an old friend. This guy's a veteran of the YouTube, the 2K world. And as this, of this recording right now, my guy Stax Montana is at oh, 840,000. He's going to get a million in probably the next, what, three to six months. Before E3, I expect he's going to be a seven-figure dude. If Ooh. you enjoy the gaming content, if you enjoy NBA 2K content, you got to check out my guy Stax. And I brought him along because he's a great guy to listen to. And first off, I want to hear his thoughts mainly on the Knicks. Some Pacquiao stuff, and of course the Royal Rumble. So that's why I brought on Stax Montana. Stax, welcome to Hooks and Hoops. How are you doing? Hey, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate you for having me here, man. Uh, it's an honor, really. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, you, you big me up. I want to big you up a little bit. Definitely one of the OGs as far as YouTube goes. One of the you know originals, like when it comes to just like the the community that we are in currently. Definitely one of the originals. Uh, definitely set a lot of uh, uh, a lot of standards that people are still trying to reach today. So I just want to say that as well. But yeah, man, um, happy to be here. I'm happy to be on the show. You feel me? And uh, I know you want to talk some Knicks, but you know they haven't been haven't been looking too good. I got a lot of I got a lot to say, man. You know what I'm saying? My Twitter account stay buzzing. So we'll we'll, we'll get there, man. But crap, man. Like when you say it like that, hindsight 2020. We you you've been doing this for what six seven years? You've been a you a YouTuber, a gamer. Yep, yep. I was back then doing my 2K series, is the White Mamba series, is these crazy old school series. Mm-hmm. I was out of my mind at that time. It was so fun. Part of me wishes I would have continued doing it because look at all the success you and all those guys from that era are achieving and. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shade around, but there there are some guys in the community that are, are kind of biting what I was doing, but they've taken mm-hmm. it to such another level. They worked so hard, and congrats on all the success in the 2K community, man. It's finally it finally seems last year into this year that you guys are finally getting the recognition, the sponsors, and what you guys deserve. Yeah, man, I I felt that way too. Like honestly, like 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 you said, last year and coming into this year, I, yeah. I really felt that way. In previous years, there was always a little bit of a disconnect between just the people at 2K and the people that, you know, promote the game and stuff like that. But I finally feel like we're starting to get together a lot more. They're listening to the uh, the core audience, you know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like we we, we taking steps into the right direction, man. But how, how did you start? Because you started, what, 2011, 2012-ish, if I, if I remember correctly. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but how did how did yeah. it come about? Did you just see people on YouTube? You're like, you know what, I can do that? Or is this just something you've always wanted to do? Pretty much. That's exactly how it happened. I got a funny story, too, the way, like, this whole thing happened. Tell me, But please. pretty much, like, originally that's how it happened. Uh, I, I'm going to take it back a little bit. So I was watching an old, a old, like, some – I, I Pretty much. I got the new 2K. It was NBA 2K10. This is my first ever 2K. Like, I've never played 2K before. I was always playing the other game. And, um, you know, my first one. And at the time, I had a PlayStation 2, right? So I didn't even know there was a difference between the PlayStation 2 version of the game and the PlayStation 3 version of the game, right? Right. So I would look up videos, and I would see people playing uh, the My Player mode because I always wanted some type of mode like that since forever, because they had it in Madden, you know right. what I'm saying, like with the Afro NFL superstar or something like that. And I always wanted something like that in a basketball game. So I was like, how are they playing this? And I would go on my PS2 and try to find a mode that, that didn't exist on the PS2, by the way. And I'm like, this this is ridiculous. Like, how, how can I not play it? And that's how I originally found, like, the content as far as, like, people that play 2K and actually post it on YouTube. And at the time, I thought it was, like, 
bizarre. I'm like, like who watches this? You know what I'm saying? I was thinking to myself, like, who who watches this? And then I found myself watching hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of it. And then uh, after a while, once I finally like got up to date and had a PlayStation 3 and stuff, uh, I, I was like, you know what? Like, this looks fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I right. always liked kind of an audience to watch me when I play. Like, I would have my little cousins come over sometime. And they would watch me play the game and stuff like that. And I always like, I always felt like that was pretty dope. So I'm like, you know what? I should start posting my stuff on, uh, on YouTube. And it's crazy because I originally didn't know too much about them. I knew it was money in it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know too much about the money part of it. I thought it was just like, you know, a little bit of whatever, you know? Sure. And another funny thing is, my my name right now was not even supposed to be Stacks Monty. Like that that was the that that was all by mistake. What's what was I supposed to be the original? I honestly I forgot. <laughs> and I wish I could remember. Like every time I tell this story to somebody, I, I I wish I could remember the name. But I had created another YouTube account, right? Okay. And that I was gonna like it was a brand new because I had this YouTube account for so long. I think I had it since like like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, wow. maybe somewhere around there. And uh I had created a new YouTube account where I was going to start uploading my videos on. Okay. But when I uploaded my first video, I made a mistake and uploaded it on my original Stacks Montana account. And the video had got like five viewers or something like that. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't change it now. It's stuck here now. So, yeah, that's how it happened. And now I'm Stacks now. So. Your stacks and, that, and you've been doing this. You do it full time now, right? This is You're able to do this yeah. full time? Yeah, I've been doing it full time, full time since maybe around 2014. Okay, somewhere around there. What? Um, when was the first time you you like you realized like wow like I'm I'm doing this like I'm somebody or like wow I can do this full time? When did it like, click for you like babe like this is what I'm doing this is what I'm known for I'm I'm I, I am Stacks Montana I am the YouTuber I am that guy. Um. I think the first time when I got invited to come to uh, when 2K invited me out mm-hmm. to the like you remember they had the, the community events. Yep, yep. And you've been to a few. Yeah. And uh, the first time I got invited to one of those, it was maybe around that time, 2014, 13, 15, somewhere around there. Sure. But when I when I first got invited to that, that's when I felt like, all right, everything that I'm doing right now is is, is being seen by the right people. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, before that, don't get me wrong, before that, I always felt like I had an audience and I always appreciated everything. But once that happened and I got that recognition, that's when I felt like, yeah, man, this is this is going to be crazy. And by the way, I got to give a shout out to my wife as well, because she's the one who actually like kind of pushed me into the full time thing. It was like at the time I was still like when I first met her, I was still working at Kmart and then I would come home at around I would get off work at like 1030 and I would come home and I would record and edit videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, like, in the morning, I would, like, you know, put the finishing touches on it, upload it, and then go to work. So it was like I was, like, 24-hour, around the clock, seven days a week grinding. Like, if I'm, at, if I'm not at Kmart, I'm grinding videos. If I'm not grinding videos, I'm at Kmart working. And she the one who kind of, like, she, she the one who kind of seen the vision for it. She was like, you know, like, every time I look at your videos, your views are going up and up. Or, you know, every time we'll get, like, a, a check from YouTube, it'll be a little bit more than the last one. She said, I feel like if you put your full focus on this, then, you know, it's, it's like, sky's the limit. And so she the one who kind of, like, made me get comfortable with the idea of actually doing that. Because even when she was speaking about it, 
it was kind of crazy because I was like, you, you, you must be, you must be crazy or something. Because at the time, like we was using my, uh, my Kmart checks and my YouTube checks to pay all of our bills at the time. Cause we were living on our own. Wow. We had a, uh, we had a daughter on the way and she, uh, so we kind of was like barely making it, you know what I'm saying? And she kind of like, like I said, she saw the vision and from there been full time and just been grinding, man. That's that's amazing. It's amazing what a, what a partner can do for you, man. She, for she, sure. she, she, they can burn you or they can make you stronger. Right. And she made you yeah. stronger and she pushed you, man. That's, that's amazing. It's good to have somebody in your life that sees more in you than you sometimes, right? Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Because if she never, if she would have never even gave me that push, I like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. no telling. So I'm happy she actually did. And now we have two kids. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. Both January babies, right? Like you? Yeah. Both. Okay. Jan- it's funny because my daughter, January 6th. Uh-huh. I'm January 10th. Mm-hmm. Then my son is January 24th. And then her birthday is all the way in March. <laughs> It's it was let's just say it's been a good summer for stacks. I'll just put it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what else I say? I tell her like, cause you know, like the whole process of making a baby. Everybody, the miss, the biggest misconception is that it's nine months, Mm -hmm. but it's really ten months. I don't know where the nine months came from because going through this twice, I know that it's ten months. And um, uh, uh, it's funny because I tell her like, uh, I get her pregnant on her birthday every year, so that's why the babies come around on January. Uh there you go you give her the gift that keeps on giving yeah yeah you already you already know <laughs> so i mean is who in the who in the 2k community now i mean there's so many guys now who who are you watching who who inspires you like who are you looking at like man those guys are just crushing it like those like you know what i mean like who are guys that you're watching right now in the 2k community in the gaming community uh shoot and the two and the two i mean it's 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 actually a lot of people that not necessarily that I watch, but just inspires me and keeps me on my toes right. at times where I feel like, oh, maybe I could, you know, take this day off or maybe I could take this weekend off. Right. And, you know, those type of guys that inspire me to, like, keep on going. So it's a, it's a lot like, you know, uh, my homies, Juice, uh, uh, Sean, then it's like people like Q, like mm-hmm. Q, he 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 go crazy. Uh, the, the two hype fam, you know right. what I'm saying? They, they also like this another group of people that also that that you know keep keep the level of creativity up and uh keep things going so just just like you know a bunch of those guys that just keep me motivated and keep me locked in on what what my goal actually is because back back then when we were back then like when you just started out and we were like in our and you know doing it up it was basically like okay we watch chris smooth and like everybody just looks up to smooth and we, we, yeah and, you know that was the grinder and then q was just coming up fast as well like it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how it's it's just it's just blown up now. My question to you is this: If 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 a young guy's listening to this and he feels like, oh man, I can't do this, or oh, it's too saturated, or what would be like three things you would tell a guy if I'm starting today, I want to do a gaming channel or a 2K channel? Uh, my my three things is really uh, two. I call it the two C's. Let me hear it: consistency and creativity. Mm. You can't beat that, and I feel like those two things will. You know, elevate you as long as you're being consistent and creative. Like it, it like it, it, it. There's literally nothing, as far as YouTube goes, that can beat those two things. Because some people are creative, not consistent. Some people are consistent, not creative. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you have both of those two things and you put the hard work and the and the and another thing, one more thing I want to add into it is patience. Yeah, gotta have patience. It's not 
an overnight thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when I first started doing YouTube, man, uh, I'm walking home and I checked my YouTube account because I used to check it like crazy when I first started. And I had two subscribers. Yeah. And I remember the feeling I had as I, I, I like vividly remember I'm walking across the street and I see I have two subscribers, man. And I'm like, yo, like this is crazy. Like two people somewhere out there in the world right. found my videos and d- decided to subscribe to me. And now, like you said, what, about 840,000 subscribers yeah. now. So it you got to have patience. First and foremost, got to have the patience. Then you got to have, you know, got to put in the work, got to put in the time. And over time, if you have the consistency and the uh, creativity, you know, you will you will grow. Like it's not even a I don't even think it's a, a, a thing, a possibility. Like it will happen if you have those creativity and the consistency part of it. What um off the off the screen um, opportunities like what's the coolest thing that's came up out of your YouTube career? Like, what is your, like, man, I would have never imagined this happening, and it's all because of, it's all because of my Stax Montana channel, my consistent, creative content. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, it, probably something that just happened recently. Uh, my first time being in Seattle, mm-hmm. went to the Space Needle, and just being there and, like, this, this experience, a new thing. Like, every, I, I just want to say this. Every time I get to travel, yeah, you know what I'm saying, just purely off of the content that I create is, like, it's always surreal for me. Like as I'm packing my stuff, I'm always thinking like, "This is crazy that these people want me here for this." You know what I'm saying? Right. And because of this, you know what I'm saying? And it's all, always crazy. I met like some NBA players that you know, like before, maybe about five years ago, I would have never even thought that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I met some NBA players. I sat uh, courtside at an NBA game. It was actually. A record-breaking game, like I think it was the game where the like the uh, Cavs, when they were making their push to the finals, beat the Hawks, and like they had the most threes in the playoff game or something like that. And uh, so I was actually courtside for that game. But yeah, like I said, going to Seattle, going to the Space Needle, um, you know what I'm saying? That was that was pretty dope. And it's like they have like a a room inside of there that rotates around. Yeah. And it's so crazy because you don't know which part of the floor is spinning. Like it's so confusing, but. Yeah, man. I think being being in Seattle is probably one of the one of my best experiences. And just like meeting other content creators, you know what I'm saying? Like you you talk to guys online, like like my boy Anto, mm-hmm. like he, Great guy. he like yeah, like he's probably one of the closest like people. Like not even just like you know YouTubers that I know, but just like people that I know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like every time I get to link up with him, is super dope. You know what I'm saying? We hang out all the time whenever we can, and um. So, yeah, I think just every time, like, I can't even think of one time, I know I said Seattle, but I can't even think of one, like, every time I get to travel or go somewhere purely just because I create content is just, like, it's surreal. Like, every single time I step on the plane, step off the plane, this is like, wow, like, this is crazy. You got to do that shoot, that shoot with James Harden, right, for EA? Yeah, 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 that was really dope. That's incredible. That really- but I got to ask you about, wait, so I'm assuming it was the Hawks and Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, a couple. You were courtside for that. I gotta ask you. I've never sat courtside. How is it seeing like these freaks of nature just running up and down the court, like LeBron flying? Like, is it just like a, yep. a surreal experience? It is crazy. Like being that like I've been to NBA games, but being that close, it's crazy. Like to, to to know I stepped on the same floor as these dudes is it, it, wild. It's wild. And like what I try to do, LeBron was warming up, shooting around. Mm-hmm. I try to stand up. 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I could kind of like measure myself against him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To see how big he really is. Yeah. And yeah, he 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 is gigantic. That's a gigantic human. That is a version. And another thing, uh, uh, when we did the James Harden thing, yeah, I uh, it was during the summer, and like summer league was taking place, and uh, it was gonna be the Sixers versus the Celtics summer league game. We was there to watch that, and uh, one of my favorite one of my, well, my favorite college team is Duke, and Jason Tatum was there, right? And he was out there warming up, and I kinda snuck on the court to shake his hand. I went over there. And I shook his hand. I don't know if he – he probably don't even remember because when I did it, it was kind of awkward because he didn't even see me walking up to him. So when I tapped him, he kind of, like, looked over, like, what, what are you doing here? But he, he, he dapped me up and everything. So that was pretty dope, hey, too. Hey, you got it done, man. That, that, that's, that's the end of it, man. Um, yeah, man. I remember that summer league because it was full – everybody was hyped for Fultz. I don't even think he played. Um, nope. Tatum was there. And then Lonzo just sold out their arena every night, every time the Lakers played. Yep. It was, every it was single chaos. time. It was chaos. Yeah. And now what's dope, too, is they turn Summer League into a thing now. Like, it's a thing. Like, now people take notice of Summer League. I remember I was watching it crazy this this past year with uh, with the Knicks rookie Kevin Knox, man. It was just just dope, man. Now now Summer League is a thing. And I actually like that. I feel like the more basketball, the better, man. You know, you can never have enough basketball. Exactly. And now all thirty, all thirty teams are, are gonna are gonna be in the summer league now. Like everybody is yep. now. It's a spectacle, and it should happen. It's a week long in Vegas for people who don't know. Head out there. It's the first week of July every year. Go check out some games. And there's a mm-hmm. UFC on that Saturday night as well. So if you like hooks and you like hoops, it's the perfect weekend for y'all to catch all that. There you go. Stack. Speaking of awkward handshakes, did you ever have a fan meetup that was kind of funny, or somebody come up to you and you were like, "Wow, this is this is hilarious." All the time. It's like, all right, there's like a few phases of how this whole thing goes. Because there's guys who stare at you, right? They're like, oh. Yeah, like they stare at you. But like you also don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they must know who I am. So you kind of playing it cool, too. You right. know, and like you just, but but after a while you start to know like, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. And a lot of times what Crystal does, because that's my wife, by the way, yeah. she, she gets like, she gets the joy out of just seeing like how how they react when they meet me and stuff like that. So a lot of times when she'll notice, she'll go up to them and ask them like, "Oh, like do you want to take a picture or whatever?" If they're too nervous to come over and ask. But yeah, man, it's it's always a little funny at first, but once you finally make that first interaction with them, it's, it, they always cool. Like it's 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 never been a time where I felt like, "Yeah, this person is weird or this person." I, it's always been cool every single time. But yeah, like the first like the first encounter like how the encounter actually happens is always kind of like, I don't know about this. And it, and it's been a lot of times when that happened and right. the person never got the, got the guts to come over and say what's up or whatever, because I don't know, like, I don't know if I give off a, 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 a thing to where people think I'm just going to like shoo them away or something like that. But yeah, man, like it's always, it's always funny. It's like, like an aura though, because you're watching this person on YouTube, you watch him every week. It's like, not like, I don't know if they look up to you, but it's like, you are, you are a figure, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I'll give you an example because I went to the EA, the NBA live event, um, last year, right? And okay. Martellus Bennett was there, right? He's, he played he, NFL player, t- former tight end, mm-hmm. right? And I yep. had the same thing happen where I looked at him and we made really awkward eye contact. And I just mm-hmm. didn't know what to do at that point. I didn't know if I should have shook his hand. I was like, oh, my God, I know who you are, but you have no idea who I am. It just, yeah. it just happens on every level of, of fame, right? If you, if somebody has an audience, you're kind of just like, oh, my God, like, I see you. So it's just yeah, hilarious. I could, like, and it, Yeah, advice, I could see that because if I was to meet, like, someone that I, that you know, that I've been watching for a while, like Jay-Z or somebody like that, 
It probably would have the same. Probably would have the same effect. I probably like, ah, like, what should I do? I don't know. So maybe, yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Right. I mean, that's that's big goals right there to meet Jay Z. Yeah. Um, definitely on my list though. What do you what's what's next for you, man? What what are you looking to what are you looking to do now with the YouTube? You got eight hundred forty thousand. You're getting millions of views. You, you got you got fans, and you, you you seem like you're accomplishing all your goals. You're doing so many great things. Like what 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 are like the twenty nineteen goals for Stacks, man? Because you're just doing it all right now. Uh, as of right now, man, uh, I am focus. Well, I'm I'm not saying focusing, but I'm I'm trying to build a, a bigger brand, like right. just bigger like all around and not just sports related like all around brand right and uh so that's kind of what i'm doing now me and my wife also have a a channel that we have together that we've been working on too so just you know venturing out to other things outside of sports gaming Mm -hmm. is something that i'm focused on for 2019 and i've been doing it a little bit like a little bit here and there but that's something like i said i want to be more consistent with doing and uh and and growing that too so yeah, That's probably what I'm doing. Dude, More IRL Family channels and kids channels and toy channels are just like taking over, man. Those guys. Man, are let me tell you. Printing money. I, yeah, I watch my my daughter has an iPad and uh-huh. she had this iPad since she was like two or something. Like that. She know how. It, it's the stuff that she knows how to do on this thing. It, it amazes me. Let me tell you a quick story before I get to dude, this. Please. Uh, uh, this was like maybe a year ago. Okay. So she probably had just turned three or two like she probably was still two turning three or something like that so we go to mcdonald's and um and you know how we get to that happy meal and it has a toy inside of it right mm-hmm. so the next day because she played with the toy like the whole night like because we were coming home from somewhere late we wasn't gonna have time to cook so we go to mcdonald's and she, she played with the toy on the car ride home the whole night and the next day she's on her ipad and she's watching a video of the toy not like the cartoon, you know how like some toys are made off of cartoons, sure. but the actual toy. And I was like, how did she find this video? Wait, like somebody like, unboxing it or just playing with it or what? Yeah, it was it was like another little kid playing with the toy. Wow. And I'm like, how did this just ha- like how did she do this? <laughs> like I like that was that was like the weirdest thing to me. Like that was super weird, but Back to the original point. Uh, but, yeah, so the other day she's on her iPad yeah. again, and she was literally just watching, like, some kids make a birthday cake. And it was just, like, that's literally, like, whenever she's on her iPad, that's what she's doing all day, just watching videos of, like, kids playing or whatever. And then it's just, I don't understand it, but, you know, some obviously the people that's making the videos, they they understand it really good. They love it, man. And if you got, like, a mom, if you got those mom hands and you're and you're doing it up with eggs or Paw Patrol or Peppa Pig or whatever those things are, yep. it's just, kids just eat them up if you want to count numbers. Like, it's, there's a whole, it's a whole vertical that's just out of control right now. And mm-hmm. I think the highest earners on YouTube are, are, are the toys and kids stuff, family stuff, and then, like, yep. a Korean girl who eats, like, noodles on camera. Like, that's, like, it's just, <laughs> it's random. Like, girls on Twitch just eating food. Who knows? I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat. Right, Stacks? Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. It, it, listen, man. I like you'll find the weirdest stuff on, online, and then look at the view numbers, and you'd be like, "How? Like, how did this happen? Like, how did I end up here?" So, yeah. That's the one thing yeah. I had to learn. Is like you can say what you want, and you can put out what you want, but at the end of the day, the audience determines what's good and what's bad and what's viewable, right? Yep, that's that's exactly right. Stacks, we gotta talk about the ten and thirty-seven New York 
Knickerbocker stacks. I, I, first of all, I hope you're happy with what's going on right now in New York. Uh, Listen, man, it's kind of right like a roller coaster ride for me mm-hmm. because I am the type of person I don't like tanking. I'm going to okay. keep it. I don't like watching my team lose. Right. Although being a Knicks fan, did, however many years, it's, you know, that's pretty much what I, I like. I, it got so bad that I'm so numb to the jokes. <laughs> Like it, like I'm, like people can say the worst thing about the Knicks, and it does not, like it doesn't even make me blink. Like I'm so numb to it. So like, uh, but yeah, I don't like watching my team lose. It frustrates me. But coming into this year, I tried to be the guy that like, you know what? Maybe losing isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Zion Williamson, you know that that is a franchise changing type of player. You pair him with Porzingis or whatever other free agent we get, you know, this offseason. And, you know, we never know what can happen, you know. And I'm cool with the losing mm-hmm. when we're developing talent, right? When we're, like, actually playing the young guys, getting them guys some reps, getting them guys some minutes out there, right. you know, uh, letting them make their mistakes, letting them grow. But when we are starting players that most likely will not even be on the team next year, now, young guys are sitting on the bench. They Some games, they they don't even play. They're getting DMPs. Now, that frustrates me. Right. If we losing with guys on the court that's not even going to be here next year, now, that that's that's where I kind of, like, I can't do this. I cannot watch this. So You, you guys got a, you guys lost on a, on a goaltend. I've never seen that in the history of basketball. It was the <sighs> London game, and you, you found a way yeah. to lose with a, with a goaltend. What makes it even worse is we choked that game. We had a lead, uh, like I think it was like a 17-point lead. And right. the next thing you know, things done turned around. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, uh, you know, we definitely had our highlights this year, though. I do want to point out a few highlights that Mario Hazonia dunk on Giannis. Yeah, that, that was shook of, that shook all of Athens, Greece, right there. That was, and then yeah, the that, step over stacks. The he step had to do the Allen Iverson on him. The, the step over was so disrespectful, and that was. That was one of those highlights. Like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Put the Knicks on right now. Uh, our rookie dropping 30, 31, Kevin Knox. Alonzo Trier, undrafted, dropped 30-something. He's great. Yeah, Alonzo, Alonzo Trier, bucket. You know what? I, I call him. I feel like if we develop him well, he could be kind of like Lou Will. I, I, I look at him kind of as Lou Will. Like, he's just a, a pure bucket. Like, from all spots on the floor, he can get a bucket. But um, but yeah, man, I'm liking what we see in Mitchell Robinson, another rookie that we got yeah. that was supposed to be a first round guy, dropped to the second round and we got him. So, uh, yeah, that was that was huge. Uh, he could block shots. I, I want him to get a little bit of weight on him and uh, try to stay healthy. He been he been uh, injured a few times this year with his like ankles and stuff like that. But besides that, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. He's a he's really aggressive. He blocks so many jump shots. Mm-hmm. Like he blocked. Uh, was crazy. We played the uh, Rockets. Where you know when he dropped sixty one in the garden, that was real disrespectful. But uh, on a couple of those step backs, my man Mitchell Robinson was able to block uh, block the three without that getting that foul did. call. What'd you say? Without getting that, without getting called yeah. for a foul, without, like without double getting, points. Yeah, without getting that foul call. So that was that was dope, and just to see him block a couple of jump shots. But he's been doing that all year. So, when, but once he did it on James Harden, I'm like, yeah, that yeah, that was fire. But usually, I, like when he block a jumper, I'm kind of. All right, he's doing it again, but yeah. So I'm 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 happy that we are finally the Knicks are finally looking like we're getting things on the right uh, track. 
We're trying to move Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, yeah. Courtney Lee, and yeah. Ennis Cantor right now. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I'm liking is that they don't want to attach any assets to those in order to move them. But, you know, depending on how things go, you know, you might have to, you know, for the greater good. Like, if, it, if it's going to get us a superstar in the offseason, like, go ahead and move them. But, you know, the fact that it seems like we're doing we, – we're moving a lot smarter and James Dolan is – you know, not making decisions. It seemed like things are finally going on the right path. And, th- and just to be in the discussion to like, yeah, the Knicks might get Kevin Durant. The Knicks, Jimmy Butler and Kyrie, just to have those names attached to our squad right now is like, yeah, that's that's dope. Just have we have figured it. out what P.J. Tucker was thinking on that inbound yet? Because I, I still don't know no. what was going on with that. It's crazy because when he, when he did that, it confused me too. I'm like, what is what's happening? And it, I don't know if you noticed, but um, who picked it up? I can't even remember who actually picked up the ball and scored it. I think it was Robinson, though. But like, and you know what's so funny is nobody like they didn't want to talk about it afterward. Like they just want to yeah. present it. Did not exist. Yeah, like, like it's funny because even the person that picked it up and scored, I, 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 I can't remember who it was, but they didn't even pick it up right away. They right. kind of was like, like kind of boxing them out from the ball, but didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So it was that was just a weird. But I didn't understand it, and I thought we was. I, oh my man, I thought we was gonna win that game. That would have been hilarious. I thought we was gonna win that game, and if it would have came down to that, it would have been amazing. Dude, I don't know if you've seen, but the Rockets did something similar to that this past game. No, the best and part of all that was when Eric Gordon was like freaking out in the background. I don't know if you remember that. He was like he couldn't believe it was going on. That was the oh, best no, part of that whole sequence. I didn't see it, but it's funny, like. Eric Gordon, like, they had a lead over the Raptors. I think it was, like, a 10-point lead with, like, less than a minute left. Yep. They smoked the lead. They, That's they what smoked they want to the do. They, they, they smoked the lead. But it's funny because James Harden turns the ball over, and he's kind of, like, nonchalant because you think they got the win already. They're like, oh, whatever. And nobody really gets back. They shoot a three. The Raptors shoot a three. Miss it. Grabbing a rebound. Nobody on the Rockets is really even trying to get the rebound for real. Like, if it comes to them, they'll get it, but they're not really hustling to get it. And so they, 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 the Raptors knock down a three. They go, the Rockets go to inbound the ball. Eric Gordon steps out of bounds. The Rockets hit another three, right? <laughs> the Raptors hit another three, making it a two-point game. And then uh, Eric Gordon on the other end just throws up. I don't know why he threw that three out. I think he was trying to draw the foul. Right. But it didn't go down that way. And then the Raptors had the opportunity actually to win that game. But. Harden put on the clamps for the first oh, time man. in two I, years. He put on the I clamps. Said that. I'm like, I never seen this man play defense like this before. Never. My man never. turned into Paul George in, in right at right at the timeout. He's like, oh my god, it, we are not losing this game. I need this MVP. This cannot be crazy. on the highlight reel. And this is crazy because they got the switch on Harden purposely. Like yep. Kawhi wanted Harden on him, and yeah, all right. I guess he didn't want Harden on him for that possession, but because. Harden did definitely put the clamps on. Like, the contest was on point. And what I said was, if anybody knows how to guard a step back, it's James Harden. Yep. He draws so many fouls on these step back three. is ridiculous. So, he got four of us on the next, on the next when we played him. Four fouls on three-point shots. So, uh, if anybody knows how to guard it and not foul, it's, it's James Harden. He, he knows what's going on. Man, exactly. do you think – is Harden your MVP right now? Of course, it can't be anybody else except Harden. I thought for a minute it could be LeBron if he comes back and, like, you know, dominates. I think the Lakers are, like, the ninth, tenth seed, somewhere around there. Yeah. And if you get him up to, like, third, which I don't think is going to happen, I think 
the listen, I think the top four spots are probably going to be Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, Nuggets. Okay. I don't. I'm not sure if the Lakers can get up to that. Oh, you're thinking the Rockets are going to shoot up there, huh? When Chris Paul comes back and Capella and all them. I feel like if they keep going, to, keep going to where they're going, they're probably going to get up to that fourth spot, maybe third spot. Yeah. But I really think the Thunder Nuggets um, Warriors are definitely going to be in that top four. But uh, if I, but I was thinking if if LeBron could come back, get him up there, maybe people were like, all right, listen, man, when he was healthy, they were top three. Right. He got hurt. They fell down to ten. He came back, now the top three again. I felt like that was going to be the narrative. I'm like, all right, LeBron, you the MVP fan. Like, like the proof is here. But what James Harden is doing right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, this is crazy. And, like, people people compare it to what uh, Kobe did. What was it, back 06? 06, 07, yeah, that crazy run he had. Yeah, people compare it to that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that that is, this is ridiculous. And I've seen people saying, like, he could even drop. 83 points this year. Well, look, if we look at his next six games, right, and Chris Paul, I don't know what – Chris Paul needs to just chill until the playoffs. He should just chill until the second round of the playoffs. Like, there's no they need said, for him to come back. Harden, yeah, they said – I think he's supposed to come back Sunday. I know, but I don't want that. I want Harden to still go on his tear because, look, we're not going to yeah. see it in the playoffs. We should just appreciate it for what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Harden plays – I think he plays the Suns. Mm-hmm. And coming up and he plays another really bad team that's his opportunity right there i believe him against phoenix is going to be his shot to go for 82 because phoenix is, is a laughing stock they lost by 37 to it to the nuggets who were missing Jokic. like they don't care i think that's harden's best shot my worry is those stacks is if he freezes out everybody once capella and, and paul come play i hope mm-hmm. Harden's just like nah i'm gonna I'm I'm keep doing my thing until until the playoffs start you know what i feel like James Harden right now, like, he's on a historic run. Like, we cannot deny that. No. But he always kind of – the light always dims a little bit in the playoffs. Sure. And when you're putting on this type of load, like, carrying a team like this, it's, it's going to be tough to – like, just to maintain, you know, health, like, to be fully, like, rested right. throughout the playoffs. You know, the playoffs is a totally different game. Yep. Benches get shorter in the playoffs. Stars play more minutes, and the and this workload he's putting on right now can come back to bite him in the playoffs. Like, because we see Harden carries the team all year, all year, all year. Yeah. Got Chris Paul, and you know, notice when Chris Paul came, he went a little bit further in the playoffs. Oh yeah, you know. So I'm thinking him doing this, carrying the team every year, is, is detrimental to his team because once the playoff come, he's if not burnt out, he's on the verge of being burnt out. And I, I know you remember the year against the Warriors where he set the playoff record for turnovers in the game. He had more turnovers than points. Oh, yeah. So He has those random games where he just, like, gets lemon booty. Like, I don't know what happens the night before, but he gets those. Like, he had that game against the Spurs where he took oh, like, yeah, four shots too. in an elimination game. Like, it just randomly happens. I don't know if the strip club wasn't popping the night before or, like, I don't know what the regimen is going on, but. It might just be him getting burnt out. That's that's kind of what I what I contributed to, yeah. but you never know. Strip club might not be popping though. <laughs> I mean, he's averaging but, almost thirty eight points a game right now. I just want him to. T- I want him to break that record. Like if he passes Jordan, I go for it. I know he doesn't play the defense, but we just gotta appreciate. Big. We gotta just appreciate what he's doing. One thing, one thing that's funny to me though is how people just automatically exclude like a uh, Will Chamberlain. Because I think Will Chamberlain averaged like fifty one year. He yeah, was like forty something another year, so people just like, all right, well, we we get we get it, like we get it, but we just gonna sit you aside 
and now Jordan is the benchmark for the for the record. Now, well, big so. man, I think big man get underrated as a whole in history because of their size. Like Wilt doesn't get the respect. Yeah. Kareem sure as hell doesn't get his respect, and I think Shaq, to an extent, doesn't get the respect either. I mean, Shaq in his prime was unstoppable. You know what I mean? That is true. I think guard, guards de- definitely get way more respect. I want to touch. Feel, huh? Go, go for I feel it. like Shaq get a little bit more respect than the rest of them though. Like a little bit more. Yeah, I think because with time and yeah, definitely he yeah. gets more respect than Kareem and Wilt right now. I mean, what I think because they think Wilt was playing against plumbers and mailmen. I think yeah, yeah, that bad. that whole thing is funny too. But yeah, right, he was playing against super. He was playing against great athletes. But look back. Let's go back to the Knicks real quick. You guys are gonna dump Tim Hardaway. Hopefully, you guys are gonna dump oh. Courtney Lee. Hopefully, hopefully. and as Canther is probably gonna go to Sacramento in my opinion because why not get Zach Randolph off the one year and and get some cap space and. Yep. You guys are set up perfectly. I really feel like you're going to get the number one pick. Cleveland is not going to get that number one pick again. They just blow it every time. New York gets the number one pick. You got you got Kevin Knox. You got Alonzo Trier. You got Porzingis, right? You got you got these pieces. What is there? What what's stopping y'all from? I'll get to Durant in a second, but Anthony Davis is out there, my friends. And mm. I, I'm a Lakers fan, and I I know that Anthony Davis was a clutch. Yada yada. He can demand this trade. Lakers have, have been struck out every time when a player wants to demand a trade to the Lakers, right? And if I'm New Orleans, they're not going to trade Anthony Davis in the same conference. I'm thinking they're yep. going to send him to Boston and New York. And I think New York can put a sweet package. Are you are you willing to give up Nina Kina, Zion, and Porzingis for Davis, or is that too much? Personally, I feel like that's too much because I feel like – all right, I'm going to say this. If we was to give up those pieces mm-hmm. – and Anthony Davis comes and drastically changes the team. Right. You know, so be it. But I feel like if we give up those pieces, take on Anthony Davis is going to be kind of be in the same situation. Right. Because he's not going to have anybody else there. And we, I'm going to keep it real. Anthony Davis has yet to prove that he can carry a team by himself. That's that that is very true. And you know what? New so, Orleans isn't is not like a team full of scrubs. They got Drew Holiday. Yeah. Julius Randle's plan, you know, Miritich has been unhealthy, but he's been a solid player. I, I agree with you. Like, there has to be a lot of wink-wink deals in the uh-huh. background for New York to give up that much. I mean, if Boston's yeah. going to give up Rozier, Tatum, and a pick, then maybe that's comparable. But there's got to be some wink-winks. If Durant is committed, which I, I, I 100% believe he's going to the Knicks. I just I would, man. I would. His boy Rich, his boy Rich Kleiman's New York guy, St. John's guy. He hangs out with a lot of New York people. And quite frankly, I think – you know, Durant's won in, in Golden State, but he probably feels like there's asterisks next to it. Or not him personally, but people feel like there's asterisks yeah. next to his name. And, look, this guy just opened up the Durant Center. This guy opens up all these schools for the homeless, right? And the, what's on the front page of ESPN? LeBron missing games or LeBron affecting Las Vegas or, or, or Luke Walton yeah. in trouble. This guy goes to New York, the media capital of the world. He's not going to have any problems getting what he wants out there. And, and, and That and is true. It's not, it's not a coincidence that – Ratings are down, right? It's because there's nobody in the East worth watching right now. LeBron leaves the Eastern Conference. Of course, ratings are going to go down. More than half of NBA viewership is on the East Coast, if you look at the numbers. The yep. Durant comes to the East Coast in the biggest market in the country, and, and it's tailor-made for him to become a star, to be on posters on the side of the building. Now, for a, th- for a third guy, you put, Ky- you put maybe Kyrie. Um, Jimmy Butler would be hilarious, because I'd love to see Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant in the New York media. But... Um, hmm. A part of me would like to see the Kyrie, Durant, Anthony Davis combo, and you figure out the rest. You got Trier, you got Knox, 
you got some pieces that'll grow and flourish with those guys. And I, I think your future's looking very bright right now, Stax. And you got Fizdale, who is very respected. Yeah. And it seems like they know what they're doing with, with the front office now. And you know what? I agree with you, James Dolan. Go play your band, bro. Like, go go on tour. Go 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 yes. open up for Elton John or whatever you want to do. Go do your thing because he's even said it. He's like, it's cool owning a team, but he's like, eh, it's like I own the team. Like, and, it, and his family feels the same way. Like, they're not like balls deep in it like like some of these owners are. Um, but I can't My, wait. I, New York needs to be – basketball is more fun when the Knicks are good, the Celtics are good, the Lakers are good. We, we need all yep. that. And, you know, that it's going to be great when, when the Knicks are back on top. Um, you know what? What you said, too, about drafting the pick. The last time one – thing, one thing I want to say, too, about New York that is kind of like – I don't know. I don't know where this, where this came from, but the Knicks rarely had superstars on our team. Like, who was the last superstar – to play for the Knicks. I mean, we had Melo. Melo and Amari, right? I mean, that was kind yeah. of supposed to be the, the signals. And I, I wouldn't consider, like, Allen Houston and Marcus Canby superstars. Yeah, like, like so we had – so the Knicks never – like, I, I hate to say it, but going, we got to go back to – Ewing, to, right? Uh, Ewing. Like, yeah, we got to go back to Ewing when we had a legit superstar on the squad. You know what I'm saying? So we never really had that. You know what I'm saying? Even the teams where Melo was there. I tweeted out a picture the other day. Where the team that they that they gave Melo was so disrespectful, like we have Pablo Pergioni as the sixth man, like what, <laughs> like we had <laughs> we had Quentin Richardson on the squad, man. Oh. So that was those were some tough teams to like to say, yo, man, we need you to get to the playoffs with this. The so. Mike Woodson years, yeah, the Mike Woodson years. So I mean, don't get me wrong, the Mike Woodson years were some of the best years we had in right. recent, but you know those teams weren't like. Like, we didn't come into the, the, the start of the year like, yeah, we are championship contenders. That was never the case for us. But uh, like I said, those were some of the best some of the best things. Also, I just want to touch on the draft last real quick. Do it. The last time the Knicks had the number one overall pick, mm. we, we took Patrick Ewing. We haven't had a number one pick since then. Like you said, basketball is better when the, when the Knicks are popping. Mm -hmm. The media loves Zion Williamson right now. Who would say the Knicks not going to get the top pick, man? I think they are. And you know what? That's the counter to my own argument is, is it more exciting just to have Durant, Porzingis, and Zion Williamson? And you t and you roll it, and you maybe you move Nilakina in a future pick, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can try to figure it out that way. Because that's exciting, too. I mean, Zion, Durant, and Porzingis would sell out every night in the garden. They'd be the first thing, they'd be the first thing on SportsCenter because sure. you would just want to see what the heck he's going to do. Yes, sir. Like that. And that, that's kind of how it is now. Everybody looking for, like, as soon as something like, like something that happened in the Duke game, he gets a dunk. Ten seconds later, I get a notification about that dunk. So, like, the media is in love with Zion right now. I would love it if he bring that show to the garden. Like, that would be amazing. So, I'm hoping, you know. And, and, and remember they said that draft was rigged when we got. Uh, a frozen envelope. Yeah, when we got uh, uh, my man Patrick Ewing. So. You know, I'm just saying, I wouldn't mind if it happened again. We got that first pick I think again, the so. NBA wants it, too, because I don't want to see Zion Williamson in Cleveland nor Phoenix because they will it'll yeah. just be a mess. Yeah, and the story, the story was like, if you think about LeBron, the story was good. Like, oh, LeBron's from Ohio. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cleveland. Uh, and we, even if you look at Kyrie, 
oh, LeBron just left. They got another guy now. You know what I'm right. saying? So it kind of made sense. Like the storylines was kind of there. Even with even with uh, 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 the Suns, Aiton went to school in Arizona. Yeah. So the storylines, and that was their first ever number one pick, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yes. So the, the storylines always kind of, you know, kind of match up a little bit. So I'm hoping, you know, we, we ride this one out. When we I, get that I, first you pick. know, the Christmas game next year is going to be uh, Durant uh, going to – Durant going to Golden State or vice versa. That's must-see TV right there. You, you yes, guys sir. are going to leave that 9 a.m. slot. You know, the, yeah, that, oh, man. That it's BS crazy. N- uh, noon slot. Sorry, for me, it's 9 in the morning. That BS yeah. noon slot on Christmas Day. And it's crazy how we finesse a Christmas game every year. I don't know how, but the, but the lead, we finesse a Christmas game every single year. Like, we stay playing on Christmas. And I hate that. Uh, It's kind of like how the Giants was this year. Sometimes I hate when we play on national television because I don't want anybody to see what's going on over here. It's it, it, it been looking bad, especially with the Giants. They playing them primetime games and getting smacked up. Right. I definitely I was I was happy once we got towards the end of the year and all our games was at one o'clock. So but you guys are going to be great when you trade for Flacco in the offseason. Oh, no, that's not happening. We need Haskins. I'm hoping we get Haskins in the building. I mean, that's money. I mean, if Haskins isn't ready, you can just have a play. You can have Flacco be a placeholder or Nick Foles, big dick Nick. But I, I think Haskins is that he wants to be a giant. I mean, that's all he talks about is being a New York giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, that would be dope, man. And I'm hoping him saying stuff like that is going to kind of like make other teams maybe like uh, we, we will focus on another guy since, you know, he kind of like locked in on the giant. So I hope. That's kind of scares some teams off, and we end up being able to get him. But like you said, I wouldn't even mind Eli, you know, being here for his last year, riding off to the sunset, maybe playing half the year, and then you know allowing Haskins to play. But like I said, man, I don't mind the losing when we are actually developing talent. So we end up losing next year, and you know Haskins, we able to get Haskins in there, he's able to grow and develop and and, and get that whole thing started. I wouldn't actually actually mind the losing, you know what I'm saying, but. I'm going to ask you a generic NBA question, and if you can't answer it, go for it. This involves the Lakers. Okay. Is Brandon Ingram a welterweight Andrew Wiggins? Listen, I listen. I want to say this. Brandon Ingram, like I said, I'm a Duke guy. Duke guy, that's why I brought it. But he's the only Duke guy that I don't like. Like, like, I, like I always take up for my Duke guys, and it, I, I just can't. It's not that I don't like him. I just don't understand the hype okay. about him, right? Because um, he had his rookie year, he averaged about how many points per game? Was about like seven nine to twelve. Yeah, it was some. It was uh, and I, and like people were like, "Oh, he's the next KD," and I'm like, "I don't see it. Like where? Like where is this? Like right. I don't see it." And and it's like people are trying to push that point forward thing on him too. Right. And that's not really his thing either. He's kind of like a. ISO guy, he'll pass it if somebody's open, but he's not like a natural, like, come down the court and, you know, distribute everywhere. So I I don't really see that either. Brendan Ingram, I feel like at some point is going to be on another team. I feel like right now they're trying to show off exactly what he can do, even though, like, he listen, you know what? A change of scenery always does a lot of people good. You know, Victor Oladipo, for example, by the way, I, I hope he gets back big from prayers, the injury. Big prayers for that. He had a ruptured quad, man. He, Tony, the very rare injury as well in NBA. Yeah, that, that, is, that is that is wild. Didn't that happen to like Hunter, like Triple H too? Yep. And then Tony Parker, I think, is the only other player that got it. 
Yeah, so that was that is wild. But I'm hoping he can get back. But uh, the change of scenery for him, like it just kind of just turned his entire career around. Was an All Star uh, last year, so maybe a change of scenery could help him. Put him on a team where it's kind of like, all right, you kind of the guy here now, so you go do this and they try to build around him. But right now, I'm just not seeing what everybody else is seeing as far as the the hype around him. Like I hope he does well, but right now, I don't think he it. Hey, look, I, I, we could take some, we could take some examples from your borough right now. I mean, your 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 state, D'Angelo Russell, change the scenery. Oh yeah, he's an all star. Uh, yeah, Julius Randle in New Orleans right now, who the Lakers yep. should have re-signed. Instead, they overpaid Contavious Caldwell Pope. Julius Randle's having a great a great year as well. And I want to, I want to say this too, like how you just brought up those two guys. What if the Lakers are just bad at developing talent? Uh, if you listen to Two episodes ago on the Hooks and Who's podcast right here. Make sure to subscribe and rate everybody listening. I criticized the, the Lakers player development. Okay, if yeah. we look at the body of work, that the Lakers don't develop young players right now at a great rate. The Lakers don't even have a shooting coach on staff. KCP had to go and hire at lethal shooter to help his shot. Kenny Atkinson in, in Brooklyn, he's, he's been raved before in the past about his player development. And so I expected D'Angelo Russell to be better. And, 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 but they don't develop the player. Lonzo's shot. Is not really improving. I mean, he does get there. He needs the confidence when LeBron's on the court. But Brent Aaron is a perfect example. They're trying to use him as a point forward. They're trying to do all these things that Kuzma, honestly, is better at doing, running the point. I think Ingram in an ISO situation is great. But here's where he's underrated and underdeveloped, in my opinion, is his catch and shoot. If he's yep. if he's spraying the floor and catching and shooting and you're making a defender make a decision, that's when Ingram is at his best, in my and opinion. And those are the type of guys LeBron likes to have around him. Exactly, but... And they don't really stagger the minutes between Ingram and LeBron either, which is say what you want to say about the coaching. That's something they got to, they got to look into as well. They don't really stagger the rotations. And I know they've been hurt. I know Rondo's been hurt. But, yeah, I, I agree with you about the development of players in the Lakers right now. It's lacking right now. It's and crazy because, like you said, first of all, D'Angelo Russell probably, this is probably the best thing that ever happened to him. Yes. Like, who knew making that video, that Nick Young video, will lead – to him being an all-star, right? Nobody's seen that coming. He goes from L.A. Yep. to Brooklyn. Like, yes. like, come on, right? So, and now he's hooping. So, uh, I just want to shout out D'Angelo Russell right quick. But like I said, like the Lakers, the, it, it just don't – like if you look at Brandon Ingram, I don't I don't know exactly what his averages are. Right. They're similar to last year. I think right? there's a tick upward, but they were they wanted him to come in this year and, sh- and shoot up from 12 points a game to like 20 to 24 points a game, and that's just unrealistic. Which is that's, a lot of Lakers' expectations and, are unrealistic. They expect him to be. This is year three, I believe, and they want him to pop and go nuts. And I think just they get envious because they see guys like Donovan Mitchell, you know, mm-hmm. who, who who pop like they're they're looking for guys like that. And it is, and then Kuzma as well. Like Kuzma has all the success, has been growing with all the success, and he, yeah. he he's been popping. He's doing great. I think that people are just getting impatient and they punt on these guys early. But the counter is, if D'Angelo Russell and Randall would have stayed in L.A., I don't think they would be as good as they are now. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's crazy because also, um, like, uh, 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 as far as development goes, like, when you see guys come into the the new year, right? Right. And they're, 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 they're kind of the same player, especially the young guys. They're kind of the same player. And this is more for the young guys, not veterans. But they're kind of the same player they was last year. Like, it don't feel like they added anything new to their game. Mm-hmm. It's a pro- that's, that's a problem. That's, like, a, that's, a, that's a problem. And it's weird. But I, just, to, just to go back to the third year thing, remember uh, Derrick Rose won the MVP his third year. That's right. So 
I don't know if that's the standard now, like MVP your third year, but it's like just to see where he started and MVP third year and to see how some players are still like stuck and playing like the way they've been playing. Like Wiggins. Like Wiggins has gone down every year. Yeah, that that is weird. And that is really weird. I feel like this year he's he's playing a little bit better. I don't. I think Jimmy Butler coming kind of was weird for him because he was like 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 you said like he's trying to grow and now Jimmy Butler is here and he's trying to fit in and that whole trio thing because it's kind of like Jimmy Butler and Cat and like you, Wiggins just got to get in wherever he can. Right. So look, I look, think this year after the trade he's playing a little better. I, look, we we have we both have friends and people in our circle that like okay, you got to talk to them a little different, you know, compared yeah. to some. Like we have guys that are a little sensitive, right? And then you have two guys who are a little sensitive and are super talented, and then you bring in this goon, like who lived in his, who lived who literally was yeah. homeless. He lived in his car. He faxed his letter of intent to Marquette from a McDonald's. Like that's just a rough, tough, different dude. And then you got these guys who are super talented and kind of been you know babied a little bit, you know, for for lack of a better word. Yeah. It, it, you knew that was bound to happen, and now Jimmy in Philadelphia is even more hilarious. Like they're winning, and he was complaining about the offense, which is which is something which is something to say there. I, I don't know. I hope I, I don't know. I hope Jimmy land, Jimmy lands somewhere. I don't know if he stays in Philadelphia, but uh, that's why I'm scared to have him in New York. I'm honestly that it scares me. The like, Durant and Jimmy Butler thing would be kind of hilarious, but Durant's uh, won titles, right? So I think Jimmy would have to back off a little bit, and and Durant has an MVP. <laughs> And I feel like Fizdale also kind of building a tough culture there anyway, uh-huh. like currently building that type of work hard culture anyway. So right. that's since you, when you have a bunch of young guys, you got to install that into them early. So that's I, I kind of like what Fizdale is doing with that. So I, I, I'm I'm not as scared, but it still kind of worries me. Jimmy Butler being in here, I, you just never know with this dude. And plus, he won a crazy contract. And I listen, man, it's tough out here, man. It's tough. <laughs> It's hard out here, especially if you want if you're gonna commit the max to Durant, right? Yeah. You gotta give yep. you're gonna give Porzingis his extension. I'm assuming. Yep. Unless, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. unless I, he's gonna take a Curry kind of discount. Um, what's uh, the deal with that? Are they holding him out the whole year? Like, what's the deal with Porzingis right now? Right now, uh, the plan was to have him like I remember at the beginning of the year, have him come back in February. He's running and everything now, um, but I don't I don't know. Like, there haven't really been too much said about it. As far as publicly, as far as like him coming out, I mean, getting ready to uh, play and stuff like that, he's been at games and just in the suit. But uh, I don't know. Like, there's never have been any updates. I just feel like I felt like if we got to this point of the year and we was hanging around like ninth, tenth seed, mm-hmm. maybe they'll play him. Right. But we all at the bottom, and it's kind of like for the greater good. Like I said, the greater good again. Yeah, might be better just like you know what. You can chill out. Like you, you can hang out. You know what I'm saying? Chill, and uh, you know we'll make sure you you you're 100 percent healthy when you right. come back. How do you feel the world, the NBA, the the basketball World Cup is this summer in China? How would you feel about Porzingis playing for Latvia this summer? Uh, shoot, I would not. I would not enjoy that. Like I would, I would hate for him to get re-injured playing that game because right. that that would just suck. That would that would really suck, and I honestly miss him. Play. Like you don't understand how bad I miss watching this dude play. I remember when the season started last year; he couldn't stop scoring thirty. Like it, it was People just like thirty. How good 30. he is, Stacks. This guy was an all star last year before he got hurt. That is he true. was dominating games. 
That is true. Blocking shots. He was uh, amongst the league leader in block shots. This dude is both ends, like both ends of the court, incredible. But like I said, I just I, I miss watching the play. I, I do want him to come back fully healthy, you know what I'm saying, and, and be able to, you know, get back to that level. But, you know, takes time. And I and I and I, like I said, I just want him to be fully healthy. And if that's this year, they feel like he's fully healthy and he's able to play. I, that's cool. If they got to hold him out to next year, that's cool, too. Porzingis, Zion and Durant. Who's who's scoring on that? Who's scoring in the paint against those guys? It's like you got guys that's, just swatting. Those, those guys just be swatting everything. Yeah, that's crazy because Porzingis, like I said, he will. I don't know if you remember. It was one highlight against the Suns, so you probably don't remember. But it's he the, had it's block. Phoenix, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, he had block. Uh, I think his name Justin Jackson, the the guy that had the afro and cut it now. Oh, Josh Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Josh Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So he he blocked his shot, right? Right. Ran down the court on the other end and just everybody cleared the way and he just dunked it, slammed it on. That, that right there was that was that was very special to me. Just watching that, just just watching a Knicks player do something like that, it just it just felt real good, man. But like like I said, he wants to be in New York. I'm happy that like you you like that's one thing having guys that want to be in these situations, like, like we were talking with Haskins, having a guy that actually wants to be here, right. it always feels better. You know what I'm saying? Like, knowing this guy wants to be here. So, yeah, uh, I just want him back healthy, and I want him back on the court, see the unicorn hoop again, man. Stax, who do you think is going to represent the East in the NBA Finals? Oh, that's tough. That That is a real tough question. That's a tough question. Because it's so like I feel like the East is more unpredictable than it's been in the past. Right. How many years LeBron made to the, to the finals in a row? Eight been or so, nine, right? But I'm with you, man. Because every team, it's like in a playoff series, everything changes. Yeah. Right? Like Indiana was a sleeper for me until Oladipo got hurt. I feel like that team they had the best defense since December first or something like that. They just locked down, and I feel like they were a trade away from really getting into the Eastern Conference final conversation. But now it's yeah. like. It's got it's like Milwaukee, Toronto, or bust, right? I'm thinking I'm thinking Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto, and the Sixers have a slight chance. Yeah, that, that, the, I think they need to, they need to make a trade. They need to get one more shooter on the court. And then Boston, mm-hmm. I feel like Boston's gonna make a, a trade. Like they got they're gonna you know Rozier's not gonna stay. Like, I don't. They're gonna make. Is, is this his contract year, Rozier? Yeah, he's gonna ask for an. He's trying to get that extension. I think he's, okay. a, he's a free. He's an RFA after this year. Uh, oh, he, I, see, I think that's the thing. I didn't think they was going to necessarily make a trade because I'm thinking they holding out for Anthony Davis. But if 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 this is contract, then I think yeah, they probably are going to move him. And, they, move and he's him. not getting the minutes now with Kyrie. Kyrie back fully healthy, doing his thing, being an all star. Kyrie, who, there's, Kyrie. So, there's so there's only so many minutes to, to go around, and. Hayward yeah. is kind of getting his step back a little bit. I don't know. Hay- Hayward is kind of locked in there. I don't think anybody wants to pick up that money. It's yeah, a that, very yeah. interesting offseason for Boston coming up. Yeah, man. I, that that Hayward deal that that's kind of like the one that got him stuck. Right. Uh, if they could somehow convince the Pelicans that Hayward is it, then maybe. But because uh, you know the Pel- I feel like if anybody the Pelicans probably would take him. But you gotta think about it from this point. No free agents don't really come to New Orleans. Right. That's not like a destination place. So they kind of like we we want a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like we we at least want somebody that's gonna you know be able to play well in these games. We don't want a bunch of 
10 point per game scorers on the squad. We want somebody that could at least average 20. So that's probably one team that I feel like that will take him. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they try to move Anthony Davis. So, but other than that, I don't know what other team would, would, would take that contract. You know, there's teams out there like or the Orlando's and the Phoenixes of the world, the, you know, that'll just do something stupid like that. Because Orlando's still trying to figure out what they're doing. They got like, they got Vucevic, they got Aaron Gordon, they got Mo Bamba. Like, I feel like one of those guys has got to be moved and they need a point yeah. guard. So, I think Rozier over there would be hilarious. Then Kyrie yeah. and LeBron are like the new Shaq and Kobe. Like, they broke up too soon and they realized it, unlike Shaq and Kobe. Now they just now uh-huh. they want to be together again and kill the Warriors, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's funny because LeBron just mentioned Kyrie in his Instagram story today. Or it might have been yesterday, but I think it was today. Yeah, he was singing. Mentioned. They were singing together and they were talking about this song. It was like, man, can, yeah. LeBron, can LeBron be a little more subtle? I mean, really. Like he doesn't care anymore. Uh, like, he just he's lets just it be known. So out there. Like he just so out there with it. And it's like it's crazy that it's acceptable. Like like, like, I don't think any other star would get away with doing stuff like that. The stuff that LeBron does, like, it is crazy. Like, the shots he takes at his teammates publicly. And it's like, it's like he, I don't know if he thinks it's cryptic, but it's not. Like, everybody knows what you're doing right now. I love the Lakers. I love LeBron. But it, it, we, and this is a, a, a behavior before. Like, it's, this is a pattern. This is what he does. And, of course, it comes out his camp would prefer that Luke Walton wouldn't be the coach anymore. This is yeah. going to be an interesting locker room once everybody's back on the court, like after the all-star break, because this guy doesn't like my coach. And he also wants, if I'm a young guy, this guy doesn't like my coach and he wants us all to be traded. So like, it's, it's really an yeah, interesting that, dynamic in the locker room. Yeah. That's weird. Like I don't like being that type, like being like being Brendan Ingram right now, you kind of got to feel like, yeah, this is, this is really awkward. Right. Cause at any moment he can get a phone call. Right. Like, at any moment, he can get a phone call. Alonzo's cool like, right now. Alonzo's like, I'm putting my feet up. I'm going to let my ankle rest. Like, I, I'm not uh, going anywhere right now. Yeah, but, like, yeah, Ingram, it got to be tough being him. Like, you get that phone call any moment. And to know, like, it's, it's one thing to, like, speculation, but to know that my teammate would rather have this person than me. That's, 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 that got to get awkward. That got to get real. Or, like, I'm on the, or I'm being shopped around. Like, I'm on the block. Like, yeah. what the hell is this, man? Yeah, like being like for them, they like like the news came out that Tim Hardaway Jr. and all, all other guys were being moved. So now being Tim Hardaway Jr., it gotta be awkward just being around management and being around the front office, knowing that they're currently trying to trade you. Well, Cantor was trying to not not to make a scene about it either. I heard right. He, he yeah. Like, he was trying to like to go above Fizdale's head, and it's just a really weird situation with him and Fitz. Yeah, because one game Fizz like uh. Who did we play? I think it was against the Rockets. Fizz told him he was going to start that game, mm-hmm. and then he ended up not even playing at all. Wow, he got a DMP coach's decision. That's hilarious. Yep. So that was just yeah. It's like, I don't know. Fizz like that, that's one thing that frustrates me. Frustrates me a little bit with him. His rotations are weird. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the year, he was starting Mario Hazonia. Like, come on, fam. The Croatian like, sensation. Like that, but that ain't it. Like he he could say say everything, but that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to make sure we're getting the young guys their minutes. But it seemed like he's starting to find a groove. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of laying off him a little bit. But you got to get these rotations right, though. Like, our starting lineup has not been consistent at all. No, but, I mean, maybe it's on purpose, Stax, because you, you, you're trying to just catch L's right now in any way possible. And I think Fitz knows his job security is, like, pretty high. 
Yeah. They'll, they'll, just, they'll just do the damn thing. Another one I wanted to touch on before we move on to wrestling is um, Dennis Smith Jr. Have you been following that? Like, they didn't want oh, yeah. him. And then he was hurt, and then he said he was sick, and then he didn't want to come in, and then they, then like afterwards they're like, okay, everything's good, but like it's not good because Doncic is like, oh, this is kind of bullshit. Like players shouldn't be going through this. So it's pretty funny what's going on in Dallas. It's and uh-huh. I don't think it, I don't think the Dallas dysfunction gets as much energy as much as as it should sometimes. Yeah, because one, like they're not a big market team. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like a New York, so Chicago. Then, yeah, so they're not really. People, and and then they're not really that good, so people are just not paying attention to them. But uh, yeah, Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith is a beast. I do want to say that, and I like I like Dennis Smith during his game. Yeah. So I feel like him and Orlando could be could be pretty solid. Yeah, they were they were linked up. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. maybe to Phoenix, but people were saying the Lakers. Look, I, I'm one of those guys that's they they put the Lakers in any headline just to get clicks. I mean, Stephen yeah. A. was talking about Mike Conley to the Lakers. What are you talking about? That guy has a ridiculous contract, and it's like for like two mm. years, and I think he's got an option after that. Marcus Saul has a player option as well. Like, yeah, the like, Lakers don't even want to be near all that right now. No, I think Mike Conley actually have a team team option. Oh, it's a team option. Okay, and then Gasol has the player option, right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I don't know where those guys are gonna go. I'd like to see Mike Conley on the Sixers or the Bucks somewhere. He deserves to be on a contender right now, and that green yeah. grind is gonna be no more. After this, yeah, Marcus Saul the Raptors though would be a great sleeper. Jonas Valanciunas and a pick maybe. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be crazy too. Marcus Saul, I feel like could definitely help that team. Give him another scoring option, and he's a good passer too. Yeah, he's a great passer, and then what they're doing in Toronto is, is great. Um, another one I want to touch on as well is I don't know how much you follow Detroit, but Blake Griffin is playing Duh. at an all-time level right now. His career Duh. high, and they're bad. Man. And they're, and they're bad on the court, which doesn't make sense. And it, he kind of threw some shade on his teammates for not caring enough after wins or not really, you know, want, like wanting it like CP3 maybe. Maybe he misses a little CP3 in his life after being in yeah. Detroit, especially in the winter in Detroit. Maybe that's why he's a little cranky. But um, No, you know what's crazy? That sounds just like the Kyrie situation when he was kind of thinking back like, man, like when Braun was here, like, you know what I'm saying? When I played with Braun, you know, yes. all of this was happening. And now Chris – now uh, – uh, uh, Blake Griffin has seen it too, but I want to tell you the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Tell me, right? I'm on a Spade podcast. Okay. And uh, they uh, they said that Lamarcus Aldridge for the last two years has been the best power forward in the league. Like one, who said that? Spade. Well, it was really LaParis, and then Spade kind of co-signed it. Okay. But it's like one, where's where did Anthony Davis go? Like. First off, well, like, what, like, even an all-star. like, where did he go? And then two is like, do you not see what Blake Griffin is doing? And I had to lay out the stats for him. I had to lay out the averages this year. And like Blake Griffin is great. Like he had a 50 point game this year. He put up 50. He's he's like, he's putting up. Yeah. He's, he's averaging almost 30 a night. I think for this, this month of January. Right. I mean, he's yeah. Like he's been going crazy. So I don't know where that, I don't know how that statement came about, but. We need, yeah. we need to free Blake, and then we could probably name five power forwards that are better right now than Lamar- Lamarcus Aldrich. I would say yeah. what uh, Anthony Davis, if you consider him a power forward center. I mean, I don't even know what a power forward is anymore because it's just like front court and back court now, man. It's just a mo- it's yeah, because like it's like it's game. so weird. Durant's because... a power forward right now. I would say Draymond Tobias Green is Harris better than Lamarcus is Aldrich if you want to get power forwardy with it. 
Yeah, like 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 uh, Tobias Harris is a power forward, so and he's better right now. Though I mean, Tobias Harris should be an all star in my opinion, but that's the, yeah. Tobias Harris is is hooping. He's playing out of but, control. Is Giannis a power forward? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like so, I don't know. Bach is a power forward technically too, and he's better than Aldridge right now. I don't know what the criteria is for power forwards, but it's all good, man. It's, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And back to your note as well. You don't know how good you have it until it's gone, right? Yeah. One of those things with Blake. Do we free Blake? Do we do we trade Drummond and Reggie Jackson for Mike Conley and Marcus All and just say F it, go for it all in Detroit? I don't know. I, I, I feel like they need to free Blake, but he's on that Supermax, right? So it's going to be kind of hard to move that money. I mean, it's way movable than John Wall, but it's just you yeah. got to find a place with that cap space. I wouldn't want him on the Lakers personally. Um, but yeah, Blake, he uh, – that yeah, that it's like players like that are so talented – but they're stuck. Like he, he's not getting out of Detroit anytime soon. I don't think uh-uh. Detroit is struggling to sell tickets. Yeah, and, and they thought he would not, be the guy to sell the tickets. Yeah, and they're not going to give Blake Griffin up to, uh, you know, to get least interesting player. Like Blake Griffin just had a crazy dunk last night. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't think I don't think he going anywhere anytime soon. The best he go for that he get help there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Andre Drummond is exactly the help he needs. Right. Because it's kind of like, I mean, he's a he's a tremendous rebounder. Maybe the best rebounder in the league. He's leading the league in rebounding, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe the best rebounder in the league. But it's like, other than that, it, it's not it's not really it's not, it. It's not you know? working. And they got the coach of the year in there as well. Like, I don't know. Yep. I mean, it's clearly, it's a, it's a meshing issue. If I'm Portland... I'm on the phone. I try to make I try to make a deal happen and try to get Blake to Portland. Man, um, that'd be crazy. I th- yeah, that I think be- Neil Olshay, the cl- the guy who drafted Blake, is still uh, in the front office up there in Portland. But if you put McCollum and Lillard and Blake, that's something. If you got to give up Nurkic, because I think the money is close. If you give up Nurkic, Turner, and a pick, maybe something like along those lines, that would bring yeah. Portland up, in my opinion. I think that's yeah. I, I'll buy some of that. Right? That, that's a good one right there. Utah, I don't know if has the pieces to make that move. I think he'd be great in Utah as well. Um, yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I got. I, I don't know what else to say about the the East, uh, other than uh, Nikola Vucevic deserves more love. And oh yeah. Stacks. The Royal Rumble is this weekend. It's go. I don't man, know. How much, I don't know how, you been, how much you've been following, but we have a women's Royal Rumble. We got a men's yep. Royal Rumble. We got all sorts of title matches. Do you know right now the favorite to win the Royal Rumble is Seth Rollins? I would love, man, I would love it. L- listen, Roman Reigns currently is my favorite wrestler in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand the hate. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand the booze. Right. But, well, I kind of do understand it, but I don't understand. I think he's you know? just too but, good looking. That's what it is. I, I think it because I think he, it's because I think a lot of it is now is kind of is like the thing. Like you know how like the the Kurt Angle you sup thing is yeah, like a thing that mob mentality kind of thing just to go yeah I think it's kind of like a thing to just like boo him now For so sure. whatever but yeah current my, my current favorite my second favorite wrestler Seth Rollins we okay. need we need some more Seth Rollins love man that Intercontinental Title run he had was fire mm-hmm. you know the uh, you know you know Open Challenges was fire man some of my favorite stuff and this dude when it comes to just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not too many people better. Like, like you could say uh, AJ. Like, that's for sure. I feel like AJ right now, as far as the WWE goes, number one. Like, right. But it's not too many people in between AJ and Seth. Like, it's 
know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, he, definitely a fire worker here. Every, I mean, he he's every week. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So I feel like, man, I would love for him to have the. T- I, I would love it. Get that thing off of. Bro- I don't even know why it's on. He, it, the, yeah. the universal title is so meaningless right now, Stacks. It really is so, just a waste of space. When's the last time we even saw it? Like when? Like when's the last time we even saw it, man? I feel it's, like we're gonna see it in the UFC sooner than we'll see it in the in the WWE again, man. It's, man, it's so it's so I don't I don't get it. You like, know, Finn Finn is facing Brock this weekend, and he's not gonna be the demon. So we already know Brock is gonna smash him. Yeah, so we're, we're waiting on that. Seth Rollins is the favorite. I hope he comes in at number one, Stax. He needs to be the Iron Man and win it. That would be all time. Mm. I need to see it. Uh, and mm. the second, uh, I believe, is Drew McIntyre. He's the he's the second, according to mm. BetOnline.ag. And yeah. the third, here's gonna here's a shocker that I'm looking at the odds right now. Jeff Hardy is like the Jeff third Hardy. guy, possibly. I don't know why Jeff Hardy yeah, right? has all this love to win the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre is the favorite to get most eliminations. Which I can okay, kind of yeah. see because they want to make him super duper strong. Yeah. But I think this is Seth Rollins' to lose, in my opinion. I think Seth will win this. They're not going to pull any punches. Seth has to be the guy to kill Brock Lesnar this year. It's got to be done. It's, Roman Reigns did it last year. And this it's will, like what's up? It's my bad to cut you off, but it's like it. why not Seth? You know what I'm saying? Like why not? Like I, man, listen, man. He need he hasn't had the title since uh, he lost it immediately. Uh, at uh, what, what, what pay per view was that? He came back and beat Roman. Where all three members of the Shield was the was the uh, world champ at the same at the same time. Didn't he get cashed in on or something? And yep. Dean won it, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, it was at Money in the Bank. Right. That's uh, what it was. Dean won Money in the Bank earlier in the night. Roman and Seth had their match. Seth won. Seth beat Roman. He I think he pedigreed him two or three times. Mm-hmm. He had to pedigree him two or three times, and uh, he he was a he was the champ for about two seconds. Before Dean came out, cashed in on him, and then Dean was the champ. I remember because Seth was staring at the at the ramp. Dean yep. came from behind, and then he just gave like the most like theatric, uh, dirty deeds ever with the tongue out yeah. and everything. Yeah, and got and got the and finish. he held and he held him there for, for a little bit too before he dropped it on him. Oh, I love that! It, it just over the top, and I agree yep. with you. Seth has had a great year. He's always putting on great matches. I want him to. I want him to win the Royal Rumble and to beat Brock Lesnar. He's my choice. I'm sure he's your pick as well. I'm not yep. expecting him to go nuts and put Drew McIntyre in there. Um, if I look at this list, Ronda's going to beat Sasha. Sadly, um, Women's Royal Rumble. It looks like it's going to be Charlotte. It's Charlotte is the 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 heavy heavy favorite to win this, and then followed by Becky Lynch. What's crazy is, man, it's so I'm so conflicted, man. So conflicted. I love like I like I, I like a lot of the women's wrestlers like Ember Moon like I like a lot. I really would love to see Charlotte win. Mm-hmm. Becky, I love Becky too. Like it's so so hard. This this is a hard. This this is hard. And like it, I'm I'm at the point to where if if either one of those two win, like you know it is what it is. But it's like it's so many other women wrestlers that you that you want to see like move up to their status because it's like when when you think about the women's wrestlers it's kind of like uh uh ronda charlotte becky sasha is there too and right. bailey is on the too. edge like, right now yeah i feel like they're like just a little bit lower like sasha was there right but i feel like she you know just a little bit lower now but and then after those it's just like the rest are just like 
you know, maybe Naya is just a little bit below them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, the rest is kind of like whatever. So I would love to, I would also love to see somebody else pop and, you know, make it to that next level, too. I like to see a, a double finish where Charlotte and Becky Lynch both go over together and their feet touch at the same time. Yeah. And then we have. Uh... Those, those are so hard to do, though. Like, but if so there's any hard. wrestlers to do it, 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 it'd probably be those two because they got the skills to, yeah. to make it look good. And then we get the main event that everybody wants, the Ronda, Charlotte, Becky, Triple Threat to main event WrestleMania, which seems I like... Feel like... I feel like that's the only way uh, Ronda will, will lose. I yeah. don't think I don't think they have... I don't know if they have anybody they, they think will pin Ronda Rousey yet. I think that that's how Becky Lynch should win the title like she should be the one because charlotte already beat she beat oscar last year i think at wrestlemania took that yep. took that shit this is yep. becky's year she the man deserves it damn it and if ronda yeah. is going to take a break after wrestlemania 35 then th- th- all, all signs point to becky lynch hoisting that title at the end of the show in uh metlife metlife mm. oh yeah oh yeah york, right yeah it is new york this year yeah no, actually metlife is in new jersey Okay, so it should be, yeah, it'll be in uh, in the. I, I should know that because I went to WrestleMania 29 in New Jersey. Yeah. In that life. Um, yeah, and then Daniel Bryan. Have you been seeing this heel, Daniel Bryan? It's hilarious. Man, He's like it's, the vegan. It's hates like, everybody but millennials, unless you're from Portland. Daniel Bryan. He's the greatest. Yeah, it's so it's so funny, and I and I actually listen. I was never like, never ever a fan of Daniel Bryan. Okay. Uh, like I, it, it's not that it's him. It's just I just didn't like the the thing, like the whole the yes and all this other stuff. Yeah, like, I, yeah I wasn't. I, I mean, I'm not even gonna say I didn't like it. I just wasn't a fan of it. Right. You know. But this Daniel Bryan right here, I could get me. I could get behind this. Yeah. I could get behind this one. This this is some good stuff. I'm just. I I just hope this is not leading to the Miz beating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania again. Like I, like how title. many. Like can Daniel Bryan win any anything against the Miz? Like the Miz has just been washing Daniel Bryan. Like, <laughs> like every time it matters, like you like, all right, this is gonna be the one. You know where where you know Daniel Bryan gonna nope, Miz won it again. Right. It was that, like that's that's the whole career story. First it was Sheamus. Like uh-huh. Sheamus was oh, the yeah. guy to always wash Daniel Bryan no matter what, and then he fell out of favor, and now it's the Miz again. Yep, the Miz has just been washing him, man. How, how have you been liking this Miz and Shane thing? Um, I think it's great. I, it's funny, yeah. and it's something mm-hmm. different. I, I think they're going to win the tag titles. I think they're going to beat the bar. Man, that cake was that cake. That that was good. That was some good stuff. Right? I, I think they should hoist the titles and, and defend them at WrestleMania. And then maybe the Miz turns on Shane at WrestleMania, and we get back to that heel Hollywood Miz, and he's like, I was using yeah. you, yada, yada, whatever. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I'm worrying about is AJ Styles. I think AJ's going to lose to Daniel Bryan on Sunday. And homie's contract is up at WrestleMania, so I'm interested mm. to see how they're going to book him and what they're going to use him for when he because he's not going to sign an extension in my in my opinion. I think he's going to go to AEW at the end of the day. Um, mm. I you know more money and less less travel, less all that. AJ's already done everything he could in WWE in my opinion. So, oh yeah, he definitely has. So I I, I don't know how they're going to book AJ Styles. I hope they just don't throw him in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That would just Duh. be that would be something else. Dog. That would be like that would that would be like the most Vince thing to do though. Like if he like if you leave in any like say AJ is like yeah you know I'm not gonna you know after this I'm done. Vince will be like oh yeah well we're gonna uh, 
book you in the uh, under the giant memorial. You know, what I'm saying just put him in there. Like that would that that sound like Vince. Like if that happened and it came out later that Vince did that out of spite, I would 100% believe that. I got one for you though. What if what if they did Braun Strowman versus AJ Styles? Oh man. And just a, just an ass kicking. Like I, I they, they said like, something up just, at the Royal Rumble. He just wash him. It washes him like in a minute and a half, just like unnecessarily. Or, or, or it could be a drawn out washing, like uh, Brock Lesnar did Cena. Yeah, well, you kind of think you kind of think AJ's gonna get his shit in, and then nah, 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 player, like the flying, the flying phenomenal yeah. forearm, nah, son, Dog. nah. He just get completely washed. Yeah, that 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 sounds like a Vince thing to do. Hopefully AJ don't go out like that. Like I, I really hope he don't go like that. Yo, honestly. I kind of missed the Hill AJ. Hill AJ was, was like top-notch stuff, man. That was some top. That the beat up John Cena line, one of my favorite lines. Yes. That was that was some good stuff. I, I like Hill. He was Hill. great. I like. Forgot Hill. about big match John. Maybe they'll just run Cena and Styles again because they don't have matches, right? Yeah, yo, uh, uh, Cena, Cena and Styles matches were fire. They were great. They had they they were great together. Um, How about guy- Cena's move though, like that? That weird move he's been doing. Have Which you been one? seeing it? Oh, that new finisher he's got. Yeah. Yeah, we want like, to see how that looks on the WrestleMania stage. Like how? Like how? About, like that is so. Yo, John Cena with the hair, man. Like the dad hair, Cena is definitely a a, a character. Shout that, out to John Cena getting that Netflix money, man. He's got a new show coming, a new an action action comedy coming to Netflix. So he's doing it all right now. Oh yeah, that's the. Oh, how about Roman? Being in the uh, yes. Fast and Furious movie. That's that a brother is- right there. Like, oh, you're not working? Shit, come come get this money right now. Yeah, and prayers to Roman too, man. I hope uh, we haven't been getting too many updates about it, about what's been going on with I him. I hope he's at the Rumble. I hope he's – I hope, but, you know, it, it is what it is, yeah. man. I just want him to get healthy again so he can he can get back and doing the damn thing. Yeah, man, because it's like – it was so, that was that, that was tough. Like, to build, to build up this whole thing – with him mm-hmm. trying to get the universal title, trying, 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 yeah, and then finally get it and have, have to give it up like that was that was tough, man. That was that was really tough, and they, and they, they put all their eggs in the Roman Reigns basket, you know, and the basket yep. broke, so it's kind of it's kind of tough. Yeah, and then just everything he got going on with him too, like it just it just like I said, I hope he gets healthy soon and able to come back. But uh, yeah, him being in that movie is gonna be real. That that is dope. When I seen uh, The Rock announcing that, I was like, oh, that's 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 real dope. To have him in there. So, yeah. what's up with Vince not liking Japanese wrestlers, man? What the the uses of Shinsuke Nakamura? Like, man. you wouldn't know Shinsuke Nakamura was a main event god in Japan. Man. You wouldn't remember his epic matches with Sami Zayn and all this other stuff. This man is on the pre-show against Rusev Shin- right now. This, this is Shinsuke. this is where Nakamura's at. Shinsuke is my go-to on the WWE game. Mm-hmm. My go, like whenever I like, say for example, we we casually playing. No, I might not break out the Shinsuke. You say a hundred dollars on this next match. I'm breaking Shinsuke out. Like that is that is my go-to right there. You know what I'm saying? So, and definitely one of my favorite, like most entertaining. I feel like one of the most entertaining wrestlers in in the game right now. Oh, yeah. Like you said, all these legendary matches. So. For him, like it just sucks. And I thought the 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 feud with him and AJ was gonna be like the one that gets him over. But I just didn't even like how he was being used in that, like the it low blows and so stuff. So poorly was, done. I mean, it's just, the whole yeah. the only thing I remember from that feud 
It's just him low blowing. AJ. Yeah, blowing. like they were just hitting each other in the nuts every other every other uh, Tuesday. So it was just. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really like that at all. But hopefully, man, you know things turn around for my dude because yep. he definitely got to get to a point to where like people know. Because I'm pretty sure there's people out there that don't know, but people know like Shinsuke is that dude for real, man. Like he, he's really him. I love to see that guy in AEW. Mm, be, okay. Uh, AEW is causing up a story with the WWE, man. It's good. At least there's some competition. There's some competitive money out there. Yeah, WWE just signs people and holds on to them a little bit. It's kind of it's crazy. It's what they do. It's a power game, but it is what it is. Yeah, and like I feel like AEW might be low key. WWE doesn't know it yet, but might be the best thing to happen to them in a while. Oh yeah, it, it, it's going to force their hand to be like, you know what? We gotta like it's something over here that they got something going over here. We gotta like we really gotta do this. Like we gotta turn this around. We gotta start making changes and make this better. So. Yeah. Competition is good, man. Competition brings the best out of anybody. For sure. Um, that that's I don't got anything. I don't know anything else wrestling related that I'm missing. Anything hot? Anything new? Uh, the big matches. Oh, how about this this weird thing with uh with Naomi and like the weird cheating? Like I don't like that. That is very a weird thing. They Tell got me about going. it because I this is this is com- I completely whiffed on this. What's break it down for me? Uh, it's like Naomi. I, well, I forgot which one of the Uso she's married to. Yeah, Jay Uso, I think. Whatever, one of them. Sorry. Yeah, one of them. And oh man, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but it's one of the. Uh, I don't even know. Chicks like she's trying to like, in a way, like it's not being said, but she's trying to get the Uso, Jimmy, Jake, whatever, which one, sure. to cheat on Naomi with her. They love and that like, storyline, man. They love to have infidelity storylines. It's so like it's so weird though. Like it's so weird. And did you see the new thing that happened with uh one of my other one of my other favorite women wrestlers? Um, why is this happening to me? Uh, the little one. Uh, and she was the and she was the women's champ for a while, Raw and SmackDown. Oh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, the the thing that locker room thing. Where like, did you see that? No, what happened? When she was like changing, like she was in a locker room, changing, right? Yeah. And somebody comes knock on the door, and no one answers. So she, he just opens the door, and he catches her like barely, like she's like she has no top on. Okay. And she's like kind of just covering up. And now I was like, what was that? Like what was that? <laughs> like that was that was weird. So I don't know what what's going on with creative right now, but they're doing some some weird stuff and. Yeah, it's they're kinda... just throwing shit to a wall right now and seeing what sticks for for the for the road to WrestleMania. I, I think, mean, I think Alexa, Alexa Bliss is back, right? She's back for the Rumble. I think I think so. I'm not 100. percent I I don't see why she wouldn't be, but right. the Alexa Bliss thing it, it created a little a little buzz online. You got to check it out too if you haven't already. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to put it up and then we'll we'll put that footage over this video, man. Because I, I yeah. nothing nothing nothing. They always do that though. They're like since the test of time. There's always been a, a a girl in a towel and some guy accidentally peeking. Like that's like they always yeah. go to the well with that one. Yeah, man. Like the whole yeah. I'm not even gonna take it back to the attitude era. That whole like there was a lot of a lot of. Remember Val Venus with uh Kid Shamrock's sister? Oh my god, he was a legend, bro. Dog, that was that was yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's a lot of crazy stuff back then, man. Oh man, and that's uh. That's our Royal Rumble talk right there. We got our winners. 
we got our, our breakdown right there. Um, and WrestleMania is almost, I don't even know. I, there is, I don't even know what the February pay-per-view is because I know it's just filler. So basically no, the next yeah. major pay-per-view is going to be WrestleMania. Can't wait to see it. It's in MetLife. It's in Stax's home area. Yes, sir. It's uh, And if you guys haven't been, it's uh, open. It's an open stadium, MetLife, and it gets really, really cold. Because last time I was there, it was like mm. 30, 30 something degrees while the main event was going on. It was I, uh, I I'm an LA guy, like se- 70, 70 degrees, and I'm putting on I'm putting on a sweatpants and a, and a jacket. So you can only imagine I was doing in thirty degrees. I'm gonna say this too. I was out. I, I wasn't a fan of these outdoor pay per views, but I recently started to like them. I I, I kind of like them. I dig them. I dig them because it leads to unique entrances. It leads to like a different set. My biggest con is they took away the pyro, right? But it's like every show has the same effing set if it's in if it's in a standard arena. Like with this one at the at the Diamondbacks at the baseball field, it looks ridiculously awesome from the photos. So I can't wait to see how it looks on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of like it too, man. Like the uh, how about remember? I don't don't think it was last where the Royal Rumble where Roman beat Undertaker. Do you remember how long that ramp was? At WrestleMania? No, it was a Royal Rumble. Oh, oh, was it? It was WrestleMania. You're right. It was WrestleMania. Uh, no, no. He beat the Royal Rumble. Beat the Undertaker at a Royal Rumble? Really? No, no, no. He beat him at WrestleMania. He beat him at WrestleMania. But I think I'm. I think I'm tripping. I think I'm. No, when he when he eliminated the Undertaker at Royal Rumble. That's oh. Do you remember how ridiculously long that ramp was? Like, yeah. it was comically long. It was so dumb. Like, I think like, that's when Vince McMahon realized, like, hey, we just got to have him. We just have to have him appear, like, halfway through the ramp. Like, this yeah, is Yeah, like, that's what. Yeah, like, because I was like, yo, this is going to be wild when Undertaker, because you already <laughs> know he takes forever getting in the ring. By the time Undertaker get in the ring, the countdown going to be starting all over again. I think they had um they had some guys take a scooter down there at some points too, right? Like I think Oh, they yo, guys after the match were saying like they was out of breath about the time they hit the ring. <laughs> they were blown up, man. Okay, like Mark Henry was like, "What is this shit? Like what are we doing?" Yeah. Like their rant was like comically long, man. So, but yeah, like like I said, man, I I love the outdoor and just to see the transition from day to night is, is also That's like That's really cool, right? Yeah, especially yeah. on the East Coast. I went to WrestleMania 31 though. And you know how yeah. that's like way earlier. Like they yep. had the Undertaker come out in the sun. Like that was just like, oh my god, this is hilarious. That was the one yeah. time where it was hilarious. Yeah. So it, it like I like I said, I became a fan of the outdoor pay per views. It's always pretty same dope. here. The bit I I really believe the big four should be all um should be all in major stadiums like that. Uh, they got the Rumble covered, WrestleMania covered. I believe SummerSlam now is back in LA, and they announced the Staples Center. But I really wish they would just do it at the L.A. Coliseum or one of the, an outdoor football field, which I'm assuming next year when the L.A. the the Rams Stadium opens up, that'll be oh, the, yeah. the, the SummerSlam home. And then yeah, I probably. forgot where they do it. I think they're doing Survivor Series. Oh, gosh. I, I think it's Chicago. Survivor Series Man, is back in Chicago. Is it, is it just me or Survivor Series kind of like it's, – it's, 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 I feel like it's definitely always been the, the little brother of it's the – It's definitely the fourth. fourth place. It's definitely the fourth one on the totem pole in terms of But it's kind of like – it's kind of like falling off. Like, do you remember the last one where like Raw just swept? I was there. Like that was crazy. I went to Survivor Series in November at Staples Center. It was just like it was comical. Like, it, like, like it, that, everybody ringside with me was like, "This is hilarious." Like, we know who's gonna win. Like, this is the funniest shit ever. Like, Ronda getting booed out of her own building was was pretty hilarious. Like, that was just wow. Like Raw really swept the entire. 
yeah, that was. And then I don't yeah, know. and beat up, he beat Daniel Bryan up. You know, that was that was yeah, yeah. Raw. <laughs> that just showed you where Vince's eggs were. And yep. now with the whole Fox thing, with SmackDown going to Fox and on Fridays. Uh, I hope it, they, they're going to treat it with respect because Fox is putting that big money in there. So, you know, SmackDown is going to get that. Um, it's going to get that love. And I, I have a hunch that they're going to get rid of the brand thing again. I think they're going to have guys on both shows again, which I don't uh, know. How do you feel about that? I like the brand split. Same. I like I li- like when like, I, for a while I had stopped watching wrestling, not because I didn't like it. I just, you know, as you get older, you get different interests. Like, you know, so so I kind of fell off. But when I first started watching it back there was no brand split. Right. And I was like, this is weird. Like, this is really weird. But I, 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 I'm I, a big fan of the brand split. I feel like it gives wrestlers more opportunities. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when, when everybody is on two different shows, um, it, it just, it's, it's, it's like so congested. And you can get tired of people quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times are we going to see this match? Like, we got to see it Monday and then, you know, the next... So storylines like, okay, I saw Cena and Daniel Bryan talk on Monday. Oh, wait, they're going to have another confrontation on fucking Thursday. Okay, cool. Oh, they're having another confrontation on Monday. It's like, all right, dude, like I get it. Yeah. So I, I kind of like it, the weekly thing. And it's like, like, and like they said, it's just like a episode episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to see the same thing on Tuesday. Like I say, it give, it give you the opportunity because who knows? Like if, if say there was no brand split, you probably wouldn't have stuff that happened. Like the Becky Lynch thing. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that would that wouldn't have happened. You know what I'm saying? Because who said they would have had time to put that? You know what I'm saying? So, or or, or recent example, the Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Yeah, that's been so, going down, which is incredible man, that, matches. First off, those guys need I, to have time for WrestleMania, in my opinion. I love I love that I love those matches. I, that's that's some good stuff. But uh, but yeah, so like stuff like that, and and then it gives the time to build like under feuds like 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 are you got your main event stuff that you're going to see twice a week now right and then it's not going to be much time for like you know the mid card guys so exactly yeah it gives it gives more time to everybody more storylines and just variety which is what they need and with fox coming in i'm interested to see if they go with a more mma route like it, like smackdown becomes a more physical brand with daniel bryan at the helm and raw becomes like more like stays more pg you know what i mean yeah. And I, By the, the way, rumors are out. the rumors are Daniel Cormier from the UFC once he retires wants to do commentary with Morrow on SmackDown. Ooh, that'd be dope. So, so I'm down for that too. I think as much as as making him as unique as possible is better to me. And I I loved it back then, like when they would talk shit about each other's brands. I think we need more of that. Yeah. Like we need we need more of a rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, and it, it's hard to have a rivalry when when Raw sweeps. Like when, yeah. you know, Not even so, and then when the new day, when SmackDown won it, it didn't count. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it, it's just so stupid. So and and I think the same thing happened with Charlotte too. She got eliminated, and uh, so so she lost. Right. But uh, but yeah, like yeah, I would love for like SmackDown to finally feel like it's on the same level as Raw. Like because right now it's like it's a clear unbalance. Even though like Raw has so much talent. Yes. So much talent is like a clear unbalance, but I like the Daniel Cormier on a commentary thing. That now that sounds pretty fire. Yeah, that's that sounds. That's, I can't wait for that uh, coming next year, Fridays, on Fox. Um, <laughs> and that's uh that's some wrestling. Before you go, stacks, I gotta get your thoughts on last weekend's boxing match between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner. Now, I had Manny Pacquiao win in this fight. 
mile by a mile. I was yeah. being generous, and I gave it eight rounds to four to Manny Pacquiao. That's being extremely generous. It was Martin Luther King weekend. Okay, Adrian Broner was making a lot of noises with his punches. So, you know what? I could see how the judges would put four rounds in his favor. Ten, You could have given Pacquiao ten rounds, eleven rounds. I wouldn't be mad. Listen. Adrian Broner has to be the only person in the world that thought he won that fight. Right? Am, am I wrong, Stax? Dog, did you hear the crowd once he said he thought he, like, did you I knew hear it was going to be entertaining yesterday? when he was like, yeah, get your motherfucking ass over here to Jim Gray. I just knew he was going to be off the wall. Dog, did you see him hop on the ropes after the final bell? Comedy, bro. It was like, yo, even Pacquiao looked back like, wait, what? Like, huh? Like, dog, like, what is that? Like, fam, it was just, like, first of all, I am not. A fan of Adrian, I, I I could take it as far as I don't like Adrian Broner. Yeah, okay. I just just this character he betray- like. I I'm a, I'm gonna put it like this. And I was talking to one of my homies about very this. very few people actually like Adrian Broner. He may be the most unlikable guy in sports. He's underrated as the most unlikable guy in sports. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh I'm gonna put a highlight. My homie said it's like when you look at Floyd and you look at Connor, right? Mm-hmm. They they trash talk before fights. They, they you know they do all this extra stuff. But at the end of the day, you can tell that they actually respect their opponents. Mm-hmm. Like after fights, you see Connor, you see Floyd. Well, not Connor in this recent. You remember what happened at the end of that one? But oh my gosh, yeah, we had we had I had a Kel, had Kel Dansby on the show who uh, who has the Corner Podcast, and he was ringside for all that, and it was uh, chaos to say the least. It was they, yeah, they, they thought a riot was going to break out. Yeah, yeah, that excluding that one, you could tell that they have respect for their opponents. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. Floyd at the end of the fights, come and you know dap up, and I just feel like Adrian Broner is just pure cop. Like he really believes the stuff he says. Like, like, and it just, it just, it's just so unlikable. Like him as a person is so unlikable. And when Floyd does his stuff and does the trash talk, it has a certain charm to it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, oh, look, I, I, I like this guy. You know what I'm saying? You can hear Floyd talk trash. It's his you, persona. It's like, you yeah. know, he's selling the fight. It's a persona. Adrian Broner is just like an asshole. Like, that's the, yeah, that's just it, what he is and how he conducts himself. And, and it's and I, so, like, it, it's so unlikable. And I, and I was actually hoping for a Pacquiao knockout. So when Pacquiao knocked him across the ring, I was hoping he finished him. Yep. I was hoping he dusted him the rest of the way off. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But he did lose. Like, I thought he was going to lose as well. And the fact that he really think he thought he won, like, that just surprised me. Did you hear him on the podium? Just like you want cheese on that hand. Oh, like, what? yeah, he was going after Dan Raphael, who is the boxing journalist for ESPN. And, like, he said that, and the awkward, the the cringe. You can just see the two, uh, the beer girls behind him. Like, yeah, they just like, smiled and look around like they just saw daddy hit mommy at the dinner table. Like it was I, like uh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what were you t- like? I don't listen, man. I wish him all the best. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He three. He three. He three three and one in his last seven. But he'll be seven and zero again. <laughs> against, against my man. I don't know who that was giving the interview, but he be seven. Like, it doesn't matter who. Who you're a professional fighter. Who cares if you can beat up some guy on the street? Like, come dog, on, man. Like, come on, family. Like, but yeah, dog. Just, just stuff like that is what is like. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, I don't really want to see. Well, you, I hope he watches the fight. And because I don't know if you heard Pacquiao like say it. Uh, like, what did you? What did you think of Adrian Broner thinking he won the fight? All Pacquiao said was, um. He's gonna watch the fight, and uh, he will he will come to a conclusion after that. Like Pacquiao trying to keep it super classy, 
at this point, like, is he trolling? Like, like, do you really believe this? I, I want to sit next to him and watch this fight and, like, see what he really That would be about. an amazing YouTube video just to see him do a breakdown, a round-by-round round breakdown. Because they have uh, um, I don't know if you uh, – uh, do you know who Tyson Fury is? Deontay yeah. Wilder? Yeah. They had Tyson Fury break down, like, him getting sent into fucking hell and then waking yeah. up like The Undertaker. Like, I want to see that, like a GQ video – of Adrian Broner breaking down the round by round on how he won and how he dominated the ring, where Pacquiao was throwing more punches, had the ring generalship, and had him hurt Bro. way more times. Adrian Broner threw 250 punches in a 12-round fight. That is unheard of. That Duh. is solo. He landed 50 punches in a 12-round fight. Okay? If you're Duh. averaging landing four punches around, that's crazy. Eight. His high was eight. Eight punches no, in a round. Was, Eight punches I, in three minutes was the high he thinking, landed. He like, averaged seven punches a minute thrown. You know how hard that is to try and not throw that many punches? It's crazy. The, that's what I was saying. Like, is it, that's why I was thinking to myself, like, is he gonna fight back? Like, it didn't seem like like when you say two hundred and fifty punches, it felt like it was less than that because right. how like it wasn't. Like it felt like it was less than two. Like that was ridiculous. Well, that's just punches thrown. Like, I, are they? Are they? They're probably counting the punches that he made noises for, and the and the punches he he, he when he hit the other guy when he hit Pacquiao's gloves. Because I yeah. mean, there was stretches in that fight where he was just turtled up. That's what he does, though. Like he ever since he got obliterated by Marcos Maidana in 2014, he just Ooh. doesn't want to engage anymore. Like he's just he's gun shy. Like and when that happens, it's time. Like, it's time. It's time. It's time. I mean, I know he got his two and a half million. He probably made another two or three million in the in the in the with the pay per views because it was very good. Uh, hopefully, yeah. he pays off all his debts, and I hope he goes sees a psychiatrist because he needs a he needs a, an evaluation because there's no way he won oh. that fight. I you know what's crazy is he sells pay per views and people want to see him get his ass kicked those stacks. So he he is going to have another fight or two. I think he'll fight Keith Thurman later this year because Thurman is trying to come back and he he took Thurman took a year off. He's a champion. So he wants to fight kind of guys to get going. Broner's yeah. the perfect guy to get your rhythm back against. Uh, he, won't, he won't punch back. Dog, he will not punch back. Like, he won't. Oh, man. And then as for Pacquiao, there's only one fight out there. Shout out to my guy Floyd. Floyd's my guy right now because with his custom Gucci jacket, he wasn't giving you anything after the fight. He wasn't even looking uh, at you. He had his hands out. It was hilarious. But we all know that fight's going to happen again. There's too much money, Stacks. Mm. I don't. I don't know, man. I just my thing. My thing about Floyd is, is like, listen, 50, 50, 51 and zero yeah. sounds amazing. Fifty one and zero sounds better than fifty and zero, but fifty and one sounds way worse than fifty and zero. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the the risk is way higher than the reward at this point. Oh, for sure. Like, 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 it's not even, it's not even, like, the ratio is so unbalanced, you know what I'm saying, from risk, risk and reward. Like, it's... In fans' eye stacks, in fans' eye stack, if Pacquiao wins, this is in, in, in the in the, in the the media and the fan circle, if, if if Floyd beats him again, it's the most underrated win in history. But if, if Pacquiao beats Floyd, it's the most overrated win in history. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I think... And it's like... Continue? I don't know. I'm just saying... I don't know what Floyd got going on as far as financial. He's got the you know, girl collection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That is that is a very strange name for for I, I me personally, I'm not a fan of that name. Okay. Of that place, but you know, but uh, that is a 
but yeah, I don't know what we got going on. But if I was Floyd, I would stay retired. I'm done. I'm, I'll, I'll fight these showcases that don't count, or if you're gonna fight like an MMA guy, like that's cool. Like I yeah. know you're gonna win that fight. It's a showcase. Do your thing. Get, get. I'm, I'm all for guys getting paid. I'm all for fighters getting as much money as humanly possible. The only see, the, the scenario I see is Pacquiao Mayweather two ha, is gonna happen like in China or like Dubai yeah. or on a Russian billionaire boat because they're not gonna sell the tickets here, <laughs> you know. And the pay per view will be probably a little less. And if each guy makes a hundred million, so be it. Uh, and if the fans in China uh, want to cheer on Pacquiao and Mayweather, eh, go for it. I'm all, I'm all for it. Do what you want to do. Make your money in, in the fight game. Uh, and that's all I got to say about that stuff. Uh, if Pacquiao wants to keep on fighting, I don't know. He's 40 years old. I, I, he's got tough, tough fights in that welterweight division. I don't know if he wants to fight an Errol Spence or a Terrence Crawford or these guys oh, yeah. who are just killers. And I, on the side note, I want to see Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. I don't know if you know any of those guys' stacks, but those guys. I know, are, I know Crawford. I know Crawford's Crawford. an animal, and he's going to yeah. run through Amir Khan in April. And I, I want to see him and Spence go at it. Well, I just want to give a, 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 a shout-out to an up-and-coming boxer from North New Jersey, my man Shakur Stevenson. Oh, he's a great fighter. I think he just yeah. fought this weekend, no? Yeah, 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 he did. He did. He knocked some dude out. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, I'm not. I, I'm not like a huge fan of boxing. I know a few names, sure. but uh, I just wanted to shout him out. He's from my home city. You feel me? So I just want to give him a little shout out, right quick. Shakur Stevenson, one of the greatest amateur boxers in American history, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The, he was a, he was a, a incredible to see in, in in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, great I saw, fighter, I, great fighter, and a good pro. Uh, I, yeah, he's a great fighter. I, I think he's going to do great things. He continues to do his thing getting that knockout victory, and I want to see more of him. He's got a fun style. Shout out North New Jersey. And Shakur, you're more than welcome to come on the show anytime. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and on that note, I think that uh, that wraps up all my topics. Stacks, uh, sh- let, them, let them know where they can find you, man, and where they can join the zombie gang and the, the almost 900,000 people that follow you on YouTube. Uh, YouTube, Stacks Montana, S-T-A-X. Montana uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter is yo stacks y o s t a x and that's pretty much. I just want to give a shout out to uh, my man Smalls Alex for inviting me, dog. I really do appreciate it. It was fun uh, talking to you about uh, a lot of this stuff, man. I I, I I I would love to return. You know what I'm saying? I would love to return. You know, sometime down the line. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, uh, I'm glad you had. I was a little nervous, man. I was a little nervous. We haven't talked in a minute, and I, I don't know. I got to get over this little nervousness of asking people to come on the show. You were more than generous with your time and your takes, man. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we got to do it again. The next time you're in LA, though, you got to come to this to this studio here in Hollywood, right in the center of Hollywood. Okay. And, uh, soak in some of that star, some, some of that stardom, and we'll do it in studio, man. All right. Yeah. Let's do that, man. That sounds fire. All right, guys, and uh, make sure to subscribe and follow here on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you're listening. Subscribe, unsubscribe, and subscribe again. Leave a five-star rating if you enjoyed it, and uh, that's it. Uh, Great, great episode, and there are more coming in the near future. Make sure to subscribe everywhere. Hooks and Hoops. Hooks, A-N-D. Hoops on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Once again, my name is Alex Fernandez. My guest today, Stax Montana, the great stacks montana 2k og and legend and uh sign us off stacks what do you got to say uh hey hooks and hoops is fire fam like it's lit over here so make sure you subscribe like you said <laughs> unsubscribe subscribe again i, I might have to, I, I might have to steal that one that was kind of fire